Sex is the life force energy that runs through us all. The link between sex, creativity, and the sense of aliveness is strong. Can you use sexual energy for your spiritual evolution or perhaps for emotional healing? Is it even possible? Clinical sexologist Dr. Martha Tara Lee will explore all these and more on the Eros Evolution Show here on Ohm Times Radio and TV. Hello, hello, and welcome to Eros Evolution. <laughs> Mary is like, <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, yes, so today we are talking about body neutrality. And uh, so this one is all about the bodies and how to make peace with yours. So my name is Martha. I'm sitting down with Mary Victor. Um, and uh, she has a movement called The Body Within. You can find her um, on Instagram and also you can find her on Mary Victor Official on Instagram. So we're going to be discussing about body love and uh, the community in Singapore and also at large. So we want to talk about body hate and uh, how to build a safer space uh, with your body. So a little bit about um, Mary Victor. So um, she's a makeup artist and the founder of hashtag the body within. And uh, you can find uh, it at, sorry, the body within official on Instagram, yes. a body neutrality movement in Singapore. So she started her makeup um, career at the age of 16, learning makeup. And nine years later, she now helps aspiring makeup artists by coaching them on how to run a makeup business in Singapore. So she started The Body Within to help women find a community and uh, so that they feel that they belong to it. And uh, body image is such a heavy subject for all of us. So having a space to express can help many women to heal and feel better about themselves. So welcome, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, so... Yes, thank you for saying yes to this. I I know about body love and um, body positivity. So what is body neutrality and uh, how is it different? Well, okay, let's talk about body neutrality this time. And firstly, uh, body neutrality takes that pressure of always trying to love yourself. Because um, that's what the body positivity movement is about. And I'm not saying that the body positivity movement is bad. But body neutrality focuses more on listening to your mental health and and accepting even on days where you don't feel good about yourself. That's okay. It's okay to not feel your best. It's okay to not feel love for yourself on occasional days. And body neutrality is exactly that. It's not being positive even when you're not positive. It's about mm. being realistic and being and accepting. And accepting how you feel mentally and physically and it's all in that space so it takes the pressure off from trying to love yourself or or you know feeling good all the time it's okay to feel uncomfortable or, ba or bad or or all those negative feelings that we all try to push away that is completely okay so body neutrality is just that accepting your body even on bad days so how did you come across this term and uh, how did you start to adopt it and uh, implement it in your own life? Uh, it started off as like, um, well, so, so funny enough, I actually started the body within as a body positive movement. And initially that was the only co um, 
type of concept I knew. Like I thought that body positivity was just it's like it's like I'm sure you relate to it as well, Martha. Like you just think about body positivity is the is the only movement initially we all thought that it was the movement for women with any any body size and any shape. So you know, uh, when I started off, it was it was a body positive movement and. Eventually, I realized that I was going into a very toxic place, which is what we call toxic positivity, where even on days where I didn't feel good, I would just be like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm a body positivity advocate, so let me just, you know, um, put pressure to a little bit on myself to love myself. I need to put a lot of effort to show myself love, to show myself confidence, even on days where I didn't feel good. And then I was reading online, like, where, why is it that it feels so forced? Like, lo- why, why does, why has it come to a point where loving yourself feels forced? And so that's when I read up and I saw a concept called body neutrality. And I've never heard this before. And even in Singapore, it was like never, never been, never been said before. Like nobody's ever actually explained what body neutrality is or no body neutrality specific movement so uh when the word body neutrality came it just hit me like oh my god like what it meant and everything just made me feel like oh my god this is exactly what i feel like stop taking the pressure off your body and and most people think that it can it can go either two ways it can go from a body neutrality uh phase to a body positive phase so you basically use body neutrality to be a transitional phase to go to body positive or you could just focus on just body neutrality all around which is what my movement does because i feel like there's never going to be like a lifetime where we are 100 every day going to feel the best <laughs> i think you're very don't you don't you relate to that like we're yes. not going to feel the best all the time and like body neutrality just makes you take the pressure off you know like 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 there's so many interesting things about us and our body is the least in- interesting thing. Don't you agree? Like I feel like that. Like our body is the least interesting thing about us. We have we have such a huge we all have such a personality. We have so many things we like and love and there's so much to us. So many things we can share. So why put that whole like um concept on just like putting all the pressure on your body where all it does is just takes care of us and make us feel good yeah yeah i i see what you mean so when it comes to the body we can be a bit bland about the whole thing um on some days however we do need our body to function in lives and uh, what you're saying is we are much more than our bodies there's a lot of things going on in our bodies um our body takes us from place to place and uh, our body allows us to feel all kinds of sensation and uh, not not every day do we feel great about it. Um, yeah, like today, I, di- I didn't uh, wash my hair yet. So I feel a bit, <laughs> not, not 100%, but definitely showing up <laughs> uh, everywhere else but my hair. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so how do, you, how do you implement body neutrality actually? Like, what are some of the things that you tell yourself? You came across this concept and then it hit a light bulb, uh, lit up a light bulb inside you. And uh, so it's, it's basically acknowledging the different journeys that our body is uh, going through. But I'm wondering like how you actually implement this uh, in your personal life. 
So, like, um, first thing I do is I'll stop putting, I'll stop, like, let's talk about social media. Like, as I, what I practice is that I stop looking at, um, like, very body positivity related posts about too much about self love because what it does is that. I don't say this for like everyone, but what, this is what I've practiced that I know that it makes me feel like in a safer space because I am a uh, trigger warning. I have been, uh, I have been recovering from an eating disorder for years. So stuff that has to do with weight and stuff that has to do with um, uh, anything that has to do with, um, with triggering me for my ED. I kind of stay away from so social media, anything that has to do with weight or uh, self or extremely like an overloaded amount of self-care tips doesn't really help me. And so that's one thing I do. Like I don't overload myself with self-care and self-love on social media. Like that, that, that just one thing that doesn't, that makes me feel safe. And secondly is I stop uh, letting people comment on my body so if anyone says hey you lost weight i and this is coming from a person with an ed that is very triggering because that motivates me to want to do a lot more harm to my body so this is some just some little things that i practice just to give myself a, a more safer space and a more neutral space for myself and other things like Stop putting pressure on yourself and also accepting that the person I am in the mirror physically, this is who I am. Like, um, this body is not going to change. So I deal with it by having body acceptance. Like, this is who I am and no matter what, this is, this is, this is the body that I have. And, and accepting that. That is one thing that I think when it comes to body neutrality, we should totally learn to accept our bodies first that is one that is the first step to healing so that's one thing that I've been doing and apart from that even with my food let's talk about food bias when it comes to a to practicing neutrality with it is I focus on this thing called intuitive eating so I eat when I'm hungry and I don't eat when I'm not hungry you know so I don't go on any calorie deficits and I don't like, um, and I don't get, um, and I try to not binge eat because I, because of my eating disorder, but I go in a pace where I feel like, okay, I need to listen to my body and realize when I'm hungry or when I'm thirsty or when I feel this, when I feel that. And that has actually made me feel a lot more healthier and a lot less pressure on my body. And in that way, this is how I practice neutrality in my daily life. And I'm not saying that this is something that everybody has to do, but this is just what is best for me. And there's so many ways that you can practice neutrality, even writing a journal, even uh, having a body, like a body journal to tell what you're grateful for, for, your, for what you've done for yourself, or like just sharing all your negative and positive days. That actually helps you with a lot of healing. Or even going to therapy with somebody who has, um, who specializes in bodies that helps a lot. So these are just things that um, we can do. I love it.
I love all the things that you're saying. It's so important. I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> I'm going to repeat <laughs> yes, please, it. So please. the first thing that you did was uh, you started to stay away from uh, body positivity um, messages or social media, which I think is really important because uh, they are triggering you. It's just like people who are grieving about maybe the um, inability or not not having a child, like seeing these kinds of media about kids and what wonderful it is to be a mom and all these things. It just makes you feel terrible. So just stay away from all that. And then um, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly interested about this one that you said, stop letting people comment on my body. So I want to ask how you, like what you said to get them to stop. Is it is it like mind your own business or is it like sh shut your face or what what did you say <laughs> what did you say I, I do say my own business and I'll be like um and I actually educate them like if they say oh you've lost weight or you gained weight I'll be like you know what I stopped doing that and sometimes I make it uncomfortable I think that people remember that because it's so natural, especially because I, when you live with a family with older people around, they're so used to saying all that stuff. They're so used to like telling you your weight, aunties and uncles. They're very easy for them. It doesn't It doesn't like. It doesn't cross their mind that oh, you know, this person might be going through something. So, um, I just tell them straight forth. I'll be like, uh, if you say oh you've lost weight, oh you've gained weight. I'll be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's because I'm going through an eating disorder. Do you know what that is? <laughs> and like, I am not scared to tell them that because I believe that if I make them feel just a little bit uncomfortable, you would understand that how uncomfortable that comment made me feel. So um, that's one thing I do. The other thing is, I, if they say that, I'll just be like, okay, stop. Please do not comment about that. That really makes me uncomfortable. And then I, I, I walk away. So That's great. these are just little things that I think that it just really helps, to be honest. And I feel like I know that a lot of us are very scared to do that. Like, you know, when we when we get comments about our bodies, we a lot of us just tend to like just accept it and then we get very triggered. But it's time to stop that. It's, so, yeah. it's time for us to stop yes. that. Yes, I agree. It really... Like, it's, it's not, it's not uh, you know... Um, if we don't speak up, these people will just continue their behavior. They do this exactly. to other people. They hurt other people. So somebody needs to have the courage to say, you know what, this actually doesn't feel good and it's really none of your business. So I, I like what you said just now, which is stop that. Uh, I, I don't want any comments about my body and then walk away. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to let them be uncomfortable. It's more yeah. important that you not be the victim of your life anymore. And uh, you're saying you're not inviting and you're teaching them that they don't do this around you anymore in the future so that you can yeah. still continue to have a relationship with them that doesn't revolve around body. Yeah. So uh, it's coming to mind that uh, one Chinese New Year, my uncle actually did that to me. You know, um, I only see them like once a year and uh, this was before COVID. Uh, thank goodness I don't have to see them. And uh, <laughs> uh, through the last two years, because, uh, you know, it's kind of a... Uh, Asian thing like during Chinese New Year or Lunar New, New Year you have to go and pay respects to your elder and it's such a weird uh, relationship because you because you only see them once a year so what kind of relationship do you have with them so anyway I go and uh, the first thing out of his mouth when he just came stood in front of me and said Hua, you gain weight ah? how is oh anyone God. supposed to respond to that I just glared mm. at him yeah I froze because that's what I do I fight flight or freeze I freeze and I was so angry I just didn't know what to say and nothing could come out of me and it's one of those moments that I feel so helpless so 
um, you know, because uh, it's Chinese New Year, you don't want to say bad things to people and you are in his house. So, you know, you have to respect your elders as well. So I, I couldn't say anything and I, I didn't know what to say. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's one example. Totally, okay. It's totally, it's totally relatable. Like, I, like, you see, that that's what happens to most of us. Even sometimes I freeze. So I completely understand, like, I freeze. like, like I we freeze. so need to make them feel uncomfortable to make them realize, like, hey, what you're saying is so rude. It's so, like, like, we often see losing weight as a compliment and gaining weight as a negative thing. But either way, it's still are both very uncomfortable comments because yeah, it's still comments about your body, your own body. Yeah. And uh, they, they don't know what's going on in your life. And yes. uh, it's really none of, it's really truly none, none of their business. It doesn't affect yeah. them, their quality of life in any way. So anyway, um, I'm going to try to summarize what you said because it's fabulous. Okay, so stay away from body positivity. Stop letting people comment on my body, your body. Stop putting pressure on yourself. Um, tell yourself, this is who I am. My body's not going to change. Your body does not have to change. Um, and also uh, do intuitive eating, uh, practice body acceptance, body journal, uh, uh, seek therapy or support if you can. Um, I love what you said about intuitive eating because in the last two years, because of COVID, a lot of uh, people, including myself, we gained weight um, because we stayed at home a lot because we, you know, everywhere was now dangerous. COVID is so uh, uh, invisible and uh, we stayed home and we are less active and then we gain weight. Uh, yeah. Then we eat, you know, out of boredom, out of uh, stress, out of uh, loneliness. And yeah. um, um, I was I was so stressed because I was actually the busiest that I have been uh, last year. I was uh, taking on this part-time retail job and uh, I had to eat. I had to eat at certain hours. Otherwise, yeah. I cannot eat for the next nine hours. So yeah. I had to eat very early in the morning or very late at night. And uh, often because I was cold and miserable, I ate both times. Uh, even though I was not hungry, I was I was just really depressed uh, with that job because I was cold and hungry. And um, anyway, um, that environment was also too stimulating for me. It was always playing loud music. And so, yeah, I gained weight. I, I didn't want to go to the gym because, as you mm. know, uh, with COVID. Uh, um, the gyms were the all gym, closed, right? Yeah, uh, gyms were closed. And also gym is one of the places that because it's air conditioned and the air circulation is really bad. It's uh, yes. it's really a very um, high chance of catching COVID at the gym. So I stopped going to the gym as well. So for anybody to comment about my body uh, weight um, in the last two years, there, there was a reason why. And um, I, I couldn't go into conversation with them about the why and what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. I, I don't want to have a long drawn conversation with everybody that I meet. And yeah, um, yeah it was making me uh, really depressed. So anyway, at one point, I told myself, Martha, you are getting older. You are, you are probably going through paramenopause. Uh, your body is going to change. You're probably going to gain weight. You're probably going to end up looking like your mother or all your other relatives who are a little bit on the chubby side. And you know what? You need to stop talking to yourself in this way because it's not helping you. So I told myself, I'm going to love my body no matter what. I don't care whether I'm big. I just need to love my body and stop telling myself all these negative uh, thoughts. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> so every time I started, I just said stop. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it, it, it actually did get easier. That's great. <laughs> that is so good. Like, it's so good when you find your your own, like, uh, like safe space for yourself to accept 
your body the way it is and grow from that that is so it's so empowering for yourself and it really changes you like you don't have to worry about like you know on days where you don't even have like confidence because now you've gone to the phase where you've accepted this is who i am so like we most of us spend our lives just trying to find the acceptance and some of us don't even get to have that acceptance even until the, the last day we are here so like why yeah. the hell are we wasting time right let's just yes. accept it because society is really making us so like make make fat women or bigger women the ugly people or be or women who are just not the ideal size zero ideal skinny mm. body yeah they are considered ugly and i'm not just talking about fat women yeah. women who look normal but they are also still not considered beautiful because on society's yeah. eyes it's it's, it's a really like, big thing yeah it's a really yeah. big thing in singapore um because i think people uh, don't realize uh in in asian culture yes uh asians are, are known to be, to be slim and uh, lots of people ask like how are asian women so slim all the time the reality yeah. is uh uh, especially in Singapore growing up, so many slimming ads in the media, so many, every day, slimming ads. So uh, Singapore, of all the Asian countries, I believe is one of the most body conscious countries in Asia. I agree. And uh, I um, yeah, so all we are, what we are talking about is so relatable to our culture and uh, hopefully it's also uh, relatable to you in some ways, whichever part of the world that you are in at the moment. Um, we... Yeah, so there's this whole uh, dialogue around our body. It's our temple, um, and um, it's you know it's great for those people whose bodies can uh, still work for them. But what about people who are having uh, invisible disabilities or physical disabilities? Like uh, Mary, have you had any uh, encounters with uh, people who come to you for advice? And what what do you say or what do you, how do you support them? I always say that I, I, I love to listen to people's journeys with their body and with their mental health because it is it's such a place. It's, it's, it's so, um, you have to be in a vulnerable state to be able to open up like that. So I think that giving them the space to, to just talk and for me to listen is such a, it's such a beautiful thing. Like I always found that very, very like amazing to do. And you know when they always ask for advice like how do i actually find a place that find like find the <coughs> find the chance to to just love my body oh and i always say that you know you don't always have to force that love you don't always have to force it i think first learn how to accept your body talk to people about it or go to therapy because first thing is after you accept you need to talk to someone about it because that's what the body within was all is all about. It's about having that communication. It's about talking about about um, this about having a community of women to talk about this same issue. And so, you know, my my advice that every time when he, when women come to me and ask me like, how do I actually do that? Is firstly find acceptance and secondly talk about it. Because when we talk, is when we actually start realizing, like, okay, this is how I really feel. Because otherwise, we generally push it all in the back of our head. And so that's what I've always kind of like felt like I told to, to most women. And I'm always like, 
you know what if you feel like alone or if you feel like you're you've left you feel left out and you feel like you don't know how how to manage anything with your body image i always say just send me a dm on on the body within like page and i usually talk to them from there and i'm not like some certified therapist or whatever no but i think that it just makes me uh it just gives them a space to talk to somebody to some Okay, I can't hear you anymore. I don't know whether it's me. Please, am I the only one? Hello? Cannot hear you. Okay, now okay, now okay. Sounds okay? Yeah. Oh, continue. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. And yeah, yeah, so exactly like having women, having like just find somebody who is going through a similar um, like journey is always a really amazing thing. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay, so what Mary has said is that uh, for people going through uh, invisible or physical disability, it's really important to hold space for them, talk, listen to them. That by itself is really powerful, but also uh being able to find support group people who are in a similar situation who can uh, understand empathize uh, what you're going through um i think uh, that's really really powerful as well um yeah. i i um okay we are going to break very soon but i actually wish for uh people who are in positions of privilege to actually reach out and have friends who are different from yourself um because that is also another way of them to feel included by just being and staying friends with people who are different from ourselves, pe uh, friends who have disabilities, friends who have invisible disabilities, um, is a gift that uh, will help us to be more empathetic um, and better people as well. So I feel that um, they shouldn't be stuck feeling that they need to be around people who are like them. They should also have friends who are not like them. And um, it, it gives them an idea of what the world really is like and it helps to support their, their uh, feeling of being included uh, in the world at large. I mean, this is how I feel as a person of privilege, yeah. um, as somebody who comes from an economically prosperous country, who uh, uh, is uh, in the majority of Singapore, uh, Singapore made up of a lot of Chinese. And so we are not uh, experiencing the, um, the Asian hate that my counterparts in um, uh, rest of the world, especially US, is experiencing. So it's really important for us to uh, take the extra step to uh, get educated around these issues. Like for instance, um, um, growing up, I didn't have any friends who are African-American. I don't have any friends who are black, but uh, it doesn't mean that it exempts me from trying to understand what is going on with the rest of the world okay. so that I can do my part to speak out uh, against uh, any racism uh, in the world. So yeah, we're going into break at the moment um, and then we'll come back and we'll um, talk more about body neutrality with yeah. Mary Victor. Om Times TV. Imagine becoming a super influencer. Reinvent yourself, invest in your brand, and then manifest your success with a robust spheric approach. Ohm Times Media and Broadcasting offers a unique and multifaceted way to become the spiritual and conscious influencer you deserve to be by putting your message across our powerful platform 
with its proven record of integrity and excellence. Through our produced shows, OM Times offers the opportunity to become a social media TV personality, a radio show host, an OM Times magazine columnist, and a syndicated podcaster, all in one shot. By live streaming your show on OM Times TV and broadcasting it across the extensive OM Times radio and TV networks, you become more than a host. You become an ambassador and a force for positive change. Ohm Times. Open yourself to the possibilities. If I could be you, you could be me for just one hour. If we could find a way to get inside each other's minds. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Well, before you abuse, criticize and accuse, walk a mile in my shoes. Okay, um, uh, we lost Mary's video. Mary, are you okay? Okay, can't hear Mary as well. Can you hear me? I can't hear or see Mary. We lost Mary during the commercial break. Um, yeah, she can hear and see me, but she can't, can't uh, I don't know, I can't hear or see you, Mary. Maybe you can try rebooting your computer. Yeah, so these things happen when it's live. Uh, no worries. Okay, it's still connected, but low signal. So I don't know whether it's uh, where you're located at, uh, Mary. Okay. So uh, continuing with the show, we've talked about um, our relationship with our body. So today we are talking about body acceptance, body love, body neutrality. And uh, we can see body neutrality as part of the journey towards uh, body love. And you don't have to love your body. It takes away the pressure and it's okay to feel uh, meh. You know, you can, it's okay to feel kind of like, yeah, um, um, not great about yourself. It's really okay. Like all is okay. Okay, Mary's back. So yes, I, I want to, yeah. Okay. Yes. Great. So I really want to ask uh, this because, you know, I'm a sexologist. So I want to ask like how body image uh, can affect you in the bedroom and what, what you can do around uh, around it. Like, you know, uh, being naked uh, in front of your partner, people who don't feel good about themselves. Like what kind of uh, suggestions would you have for them? I think that, you know, with being a fat person and, you know, trying to accept that, especially, I've been in a relationship for so long, but um, when I started out, it was it was just a, a lot of insecurities, especially, you know, trying to show your entire body to somebody who you've known, but hasn't, like, known, you know it, like, in a more personal way, it, it was still... A, a little bit of a scary experience, I'd say, because you don't know how they feel about your body, and the the pressure was there. And you know, once you come to a term where you've learned to accept the way your body looks, I feel like it gets easier to just show your body and not feel like uncomfortable or feel shy or feel worried what your partner might think and i always think that whatever 
like you know when you watch movies and they show all that love scenes and all that sex scenes and it's just like so perfect right that is not real <laughs> like i've always found that, that was so unrealistic like that was just is something that not a, lo- a lot of us can't relate to and this is me and so many people telling me that and it's just so funny to think that that was what we thought would be considered ideal that was what we thought was considered like really good and you know i think at the end of the day it's your journey with your body and when you find somebody who appreciates you for who you are and appreciates your body in the bedroom you're going to feel very comfortable very fast you're going to feel good you're going to feel like the pressure of trying to look perfect like how people see in the movies is it's gone because all you're going to care about is how you feel in that moment and how you feel good and how you feel safe and i think for 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 women who have gone through a lot of um experiences with their bodies and have a lot of negative experiences it's hard to see that but as long as you find that safe space for you to feel good you're going to feel a lot more better about yourself and also feel better with your partner yeah i love what you mentioned about the media depiction of uh, uh ideal what is ideal what is healthy and um i can only imagine like how how terrible it is because um you know like in porn everybody is also picture perfect and so we don't get yeah. to see the diversity um and the the variety of the different kinds of representations and possibilities that are uh, in the world. So I have had clients who feel pressure because they watch porn and they're nowhere uh, anywhere near the porn stars, uh, whether it's a male or female. And I tell them, them stop, why do you keep watching the same type of porn? And then they just kind of stare at me because it didn't even occur to them that there are many other types of porn that they can look out for. Um, and I also don't really like the whole uh, fetishization of people uh, with uh who are plus size or fetishization oh of my God, like agree, Asians agree. or yeah so i i really wish that um all of us would just look at people as the individuals that they are rather than by race or color or shape or so right. or accent or whatever it is i wish that i wish that and i think it it can happen uh, with people who are more educated and uh, also more exposed i think being educated allows you to recognize the issues but i think uh, it's not enough to really embody it other than really going out there and um, speaking with people and starting to realize that actually each and every one of us are individuals yeah yeah you're so right you're so right that is such a great thing you mentioned you're so right it's so it's first it was always it's, you know like to come to that perspective it was always hard even for me like it was always hard to see that to see through that mindset but now that you mentioned it like i really hope that people on this live see like what you're saying is actually really the truth it's really the truth and and yeah. hopefully they adapt that similar mindset because that's really just the healthiest way for us to kind of yes so i'm i'm very yeah. happy about um how hollywood has um been very focused about all kinds of different representation in the last um two three years i see like having more asian representation but also like people okay. of different shapes and sizes like um this uh, actress uh um this comedian actress robin something um from for um yeah who made it 
um, and was the was the plus size uh, lead actress in her own uh, romance comedy show. Who's that? Anyway, I can't remember Rebel at the Wilson, moment. Rebel Wilson, is it? Yes, yes, Rebel Wilson. Yeah, so oh, I, yeah. I really like Rebel. that um, she has um, been able to carry herself with so much uh, wit yeah. and uh, humor mm -hmm. and also confidence. Yeah. And then there's Adele, awesome. of course, as well, who oh uh, God, talks Adele. about so, body love. So and like, um, what was I going to say? I also think that, you know, I, I don't know if you've realized this, but the industry has actually made like, whenever you see a fat woman on media, it's always portrayed as she's going to be the funny one. They don't ever take a fat woman seriously. I don't know if you've seen that before. I think uh, with Rebel Wilson, even though she's funny, I think also they've stereotyped her to be like a fat funny person and when they do love scenes where it's like things are a bit more serious it's always like with a comedic perspective regardless and I feel like that's what um that's one of the reasons why even when I was growing up uh I, I was always fat I was always fat as a kid and um people will not take me seriously because of my size and it was very weird to see that because like if I said that if me and somebody who's smaller said the same thing, people would take the other person seriously, but me they'll be like ha 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 ha. Like they always assume that the fat person is just funny. And I don't know if you've if you've seen that, or, like, um, observed that, but I've I've noticed that a lot. And at swift times, like things people are becoming more serious about it, and with the fact that um, we are more all of us are a lot more woke now. Like we know what what it feels like to be in different body shapes and we all feel like there's a bit of representation but there but now looking at how I was when I was young and now like it's just a huge a huge difference the fact that fat people were always considered the funny people and they were never taken seriously so that's something that well, I wanted to yeah. I haven't met, met many uh, fat, funny people only on TV. Um, but what I find people do is that uh, they will say things like, oh, yeah, but she has such good skin. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah but. You know that but is like, yeah. wh wh why Why is there even a but? Oh, but she has such a so great true. personality. Oh, mm. no, but she's so intelligent. I was like, yeah. um, maybe you think it's a compliment, but it, it shouldn't be even a but there. Yes, you're so right. You are so right. It's like see being 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 a bigger size is considered like a very like a really physical flaw. It's it's really really terrible, but it's so true that has happened. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, I I was bullied in school. Um, mm. uh, I I still had my baby fat uh, right till I was in my twenties, and um, I I I knew I was a little bit on the chubby side and. Um, then I had acne, then I had like weird poodle hair, like my mom perned my hair and then I looked like a poodle. And I was, uh, I had geeky glasses, like everything that could go so wrong, cute. like was all on one body. And I was called the <laughs> ugliest girl in school, not just class, school. Oh, no, I was the ugliest girl in school um, of like a few hundred people. Like I was the ugliest girl in school. And so uh, I was bullied. I was bullied. I was targeted and and people look at me and they're like, oh, what do you know about um, body shame? What do you know about being plus size? What do you know about being bullied for your looks? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course I know. I went through it. 
for many years. And yeah. so it's like, you know, like, yeah, sure, I'm the ugly duckling, whatever, who has made good. Um, but the reality is um, that was such a valuable time of my life. I would never yeah. want to give it up for any any of it because um, I really, really started to look for people who felt safe. Yeah. And it wasn't who they were on the outside. It was more important who they were on the inside. And I always valued the inner beauty of someone more than the outer beauty. So and so that supported me uh, for, for, for life. Uh, the kind of friends, the kind of uh, lovers, partner, um, the decisions that I made, the relationships that I valued. It was always yes. never about what somebody looked on the outside and more important who they were on the inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that really uh, helped me with my personal life, but also professionally. I never ever look at someone just the way they look. I'm more interested in who they are on the inside, their thoughts, their beliefs, their values, uh, what made them unique um, the way they were. So I would never uh, give up those bad bullying years because it did make me a better person. And contrary to the you know judgment that people have of me um, and what they assume of me, I'm not what they think I am. I'm not this superficial uh, person. And I haven't been called like good looking. I'm maybe like being called above average, but not like model. And you know what? I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. We shouldn't. We shouldn't <laughs> even care about that. Like the whole perspective of model, okay, Martha, this is me coming from a, a makeup artist who does makeup on models. Do you know how much effort it takes to make a model look like a model? They look like normal people. They have twinkles. They have flaws. I mean, not flaws, but like they have like real things like they have cellulite they have scars on their legs they have stretch marks they have pimples they have acne scarring they have so many we have, they have everything that a normal person does and so it's so funny that like like our perspective of the model is so perfect but coming from a makeup artist it's a lot of work a lot of work a lot of time two hours of time just to make a model look like a model you know <laughs> and you look like a model like your makeup oh. is always beautiful Thank so yeah you. i actually Thank am inspired you. to learn from you uh, makeup uh so yeah so can i ask this question i know it's out of point yeah. but i've always wanted to ask this like nowadays there's this um there's this like a uh, fashion of like tattooing yourself so as a makeup artist do you have to cover up people's tattoos oh my god yes all the time if you have to, you have to cover up. So you have to have like high coverage foundation and you have to just put foundation on top and just cover it all up. So that is that is actually pretty common. But I think with time, like last time when you they would cover more people's tattoos in general, like commercials and stuff, but now they hardly do that. Mostly they, they show it now and that's because I feel like um, the whole concept of tattoos itself is so like... Um, like people who have tattoos are so rowdy or whatever, right? But it's 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 gone. Like we're past that. Like people with tattoos are just people with tattoos, and so a lot of uh brands and a lot of people I've worked with also have started to accept that. So nowadays there's less of that. There's less of that covering. But you know, on some days, let's say if they need to have like a very clean, like clean body, yes, I have to cover tattoos. <laughs> yeah. So that's also tattoo shaming, isn't it? Like uh, shaming yes. people who have tattoos. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, very real. Yeah. It's very real. Yeah. Okay, so uh, coming back to body neutrality, uh, <laughs> is there anything else um, that you, you know, like we should talk about or cover, like some, I don't know, like uh, something that you're very passionate about that you feel that we must talk about? 
Well, at the moment, I feel like we've talked about a good amount of stuff with body neutrality and our bodies and our journey and also how people can practice it and mm. and also with sexuality. I feel like we've we're, kind of covered most of it. That's good. Okay, so I have I do have a question. Um, looking at the notes. Okay, so a lot of the people listening uh, on Om Times Radio Network are um, conscious people, educated people, woke people. So I feel that they would be very interested to know how can they uh, change the world. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, how can they change the world in terms of um, um, all these uh, things um, that is happening uh, around body image? Um, you know, uh, uh, like all these like. Uh, messages around uh, unhealthy and how to be healthy and so how can uh, each and every one of the listeners uh, watching this uh, do something in their communities uh, not just for themselves but for their communities wow that is such an amazing question that's the first time that's the first time i've ever heard that question before but that's such a good question oh my god um well um my one thing is let's stop diet culture I think that one thing we we really want to change the world. We really want to give people a healthier body image. I'm not just talking about women. I'm talking about men as well because men go through a different type of body image issues. They do have body image issues. That's a 100% thing. It's just very different, but it still exists. And so, you know, um, how can we change the world? How can we make an impact from today onwards? Is stop um listening to everything diet culture does that means this detox teas and the slimming process slimming um solutions and all of that we need to cut that out of our lives because that is just things that society has put onto us to make us firstly one of the biggest consumers with anything with our bodies because like these brands know that we are the the basically the people who would be susceptible to all this kind of um, marketing. So detox teeth, all of that, anything that has to do with diet culture, we can just take it and throw it out. So there's one thing that we can do to create an impact. Secondly is share your story. Talk to people about your body journey. It's not a, a it shouldn't be a, a thing that we should keep it to ourselves. You know, we can talk about it. And you know, that's one way to really make a huge difference is we start talking, we start having conversations about it because then in the future, the younger generations are not afraid to share if they are going through an a invisible disease like having a, this eating disorder or having depression or having anxiety and it revolves all around their age and their body and their color and their sight, everything. So to change the world, let's talk about it and let's, throw diet culture out of the window and yeah that's the two things that i feel like it's it's very generational if parents teach their kids this this the kids will feel safer growing up and they will also in turn teach their kids Mm -hmm. that this is a safe space for them yeah so um, uh, so thank you for sharing that uh, I think uh, a lot of us do not realize um, how, uh, may not realize how Im- how important what you just said, which is each and every one of us can play a role. It's, um, it's just like people who say, oh yeah, um, I can just eat that dead cow anyway, it's already dead, you know. 
<laughs> each and every one of us can make a difference with our money, with our choices, with our decisions. Um, so whether it's um, buying into consumerism, um, um, diet culture, whether it's um, whether yeah, basically we do have a part uh, in, in in what we what we do, and uh, sharing our stories uh, helps to uh, remove all that uh, stigma, shame, um, ignorance around bodies. And uh, there's so many causes that I, I I am passionate about, not just not just um, body image, but also uh, as I just mentioned, like um, what we do with our money, like what we buy, what we eat. Um, we can we may may not be able to change everybody, but we can certainly uh, make decisions for our own lives. And through living as an example, we can start to introduce this to. Uh, our bigger community at large. So yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It's it's really, really important to speak up rather than um, be disempowered. So um, I'm very curious about your movement, like how it started and like how it's grown and how you keep it going. Well, uh, there's something I would love to share about it as well. Um, so, uh, you know, when I started this movement, it was, it was honestly just to share... We started with just me sharing my 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 experience with my body and just talking about it, and like I said, that's how I wanted to create an impact, and that's why I'm telling everybody to also talk about it because that's how we create impact. And uh, so you know, when I started the movement, it was initially just supposed to be just for me to just a a place for me to talk about these issues, but then eventually a lot of women realized that they felt the same. And that's when I said, I need to listen to your story. Like, I would love for you to share your own journeys. So that's when a lot of women started using hashtag the body within as like a, a place for them to share their own journeys. And it, it it's completely up to them how much they love to share it. And that's the best part. Like, you can just put like a little post online and just say like, you know what, this is how I'm struggling my body. Or post a picture of yourself in your best outfit and or a picture of you feeling your best and just using the hashtag and... And say you know what today I feel good and and it's because I've been practicing neutrality or because I've been practicing how to take care of myself or showing a bit of love to myself. So that's how eventually it became the movement became that, and then I I decided that this is not enough. Like there are a group of women who feel comfortable sharing it, but what about the women who who are afraid, who are so uncomfortable with sharing their story because, you know, in Singapore, it's so taboo, right? Don't you feel like it's so taboo for us to talk about it? And so I was like, how do I get to these women? How do I get to these women and make them feel like you don't have to share, but it's time for you to kind of like listen and feel like there's a community for you out there if you ever want to feel like you needed a community. So that's when I went and, uh, and approached so many publications. So it went on Her Wall, on Straight Times, on like the Asian Women, on Bureau, on so many, so many different, different publications that the movement was spread about. And that's when I saw a lot of women actually starting to share their workouts, their workout routines online and, or maybe they are like meditation routine or maybe a picture of them in like their best lingerie and be like, I feel good. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I was like, okay, this is still not enough. Like, yes, we're going to publications, but we need to make them feel even more, like, accepted. So that's when I created, like, different campaigns, like, hashtag UBU or hashtag skin inclusivity. And it's not just me alone. I've actually collaborated with different brands to kind of promote the brand along with inclusivity and uh, 
body acceptance. And I feel like uh, it's I've only worked with brands who I believe that believe that this is what they are they are they wanted to make a change as well. So like I worked with Ubu Swimwear for the hashtag UBU campaign. So it was just like a whole series of just women wearing women of different sizes wearing swimwear. And it was so liberating that that movement was one of our biggest movements so far because it hit to like Vogue in so many different different places. And it made so many women feel so good about themselves. And they all started like wearing swimwears, swimsuits outside the pool and not feel shameful for it and not feel guilty about or feel uncomfortable that, you know, they have cellulite or whatever. Like that was amazing. And with skin inclusivity, I, uh, the movement was to bring women in with different skin conditions, women and men with different skin conditions. And even with like cellulites and fats, like raising awareness to that. And that was still one of the most beautiful uh, campaigns that I've also worked on. And so with that, we've already created a community of women who is the community is constantly growing. But actually next month on March, uh, Women's Day, we're actually holding like a physical event for women to actually uh, come and just share an experience, listen to music, have like some self-affirmation sessions to just chill and talk. And it's, it's called The Women Within. It's called The Women Within. So I'm working with like Secret Sunrise and Local Lala to kind of do this together. And so that's happening on the 8th of March. So that's where the movement is going to go. It's, it, it went from an online movement to now becoming a physical movement where people can actually come and find a space for them to feel that physical community, to actually feel like they belong somewhere in real life so yeah that's where the body within was and this is where it is now yes thank you so much so uh i wanted mary to talk about her movement because this is what i meant exactly like one person can change the world one person can change the world and um it it really starts from um listening to your inner voice like what are you passionate about what you want to do why you want to do it and then it starts from you and uh, that energy itself will pull people who are like-minded uh, to you. And um, each and every one of us can uh, play a part. So for those of you who would love to uh, continue this movement in your own city, you can always reach out to Mary um, so that this becomes an international movement. And uh, oh, so, yes. yeah, next yes, so next month, uh, 8th of March, is uh, International Women's Day. And uh, next week, I will have uh, two... Um, ladies uh, coming on board to share with me their thoughts about uh, being a woman, um, talk about gender equality, Amazing. talk about bias, and um, one of them is a sex educator in New York, and another one is a podcaster in the Philippines. So both of them are on Philippine, uh, Filipino descent, and uh, all three of us Asian uh, women will come together and uh, talk about um, how it's like being a woman. And then the week after, I'll have my friends who are male, um, talking about what it's like being male and uh, masculinity. So um, do remember to uh, follow Mary um, on social media. That's uh, the Body Within Official, uh, at Body Within Official Instagram and then there's um, uh, Mary Victor the yeah. official yeah Mary Victor official yeah yeah Mary Victor official so body within official and then you can always use the hashtag the body within to start um, documenting about your own journey so this has been Martha of Eros Coaching and uh, you can follow me at uh, www.eroscoaching.com so uh, thanks for watching this episode and uh, thanks very much to Mary for being here. Thank you for having me. See you guys next week. Thank you.